For part two of my look at Fordham Faculty United, I wanted to feature the voice of an FFU member who worked in Fordham's Graduate School of Social Service. You may recall from last episode that adjunct faculty at the Graduate School of Social Service and the Graduate School of Religion and Religious Education are paid less than their counterparts in the Graduate School of Arts and Sciences. Remedying this disparity was one of the FFU's main priorities. I'm Anna Nowak, and this is All Who Labor. Ellen Lauder is the FFU steward for Lincoln Center. She is a master's in art therapy and social work and has taught at Fordham since 2006. Ellen, welcome to the show. Hi, happy to be here. Could you tell me a little bit about your position at Fordham? I am a field advisor. I've been there since 2006. And basically my role is I teach a field seminar. It's the class that is connected to students' field work. So every social work student has two years of field experience. The class started out as 10 sessions, 10 meetings. Now it's gone to seven sessions. And it really is the only class that's basically centered around their fieldwork experience, which is was at the time either 14 or 21 hours a week. So that's a considerable number of hours to be immersed in a social work setting. It's a chance for them to talk about their field experience. And everyone doesn't have a good experience, unfortunately. Some students have very challenging experiences, or some students really aren't prepared for the kind of experience they're having. In addition to the class, prior to COVID, it was an in-person class. So not only did they have to show up, but I also went to visit their placements to get a firsthand look at what they were, where they were. A lot of times there are agencies I was not familiar with and students could work anywhere. I had students who worked at Yale New Haven Medical Center. I had students who worked in Atlantic City. I had students who worked in Philadelphia. We were required to go. Since COVID, the class is remote and it will stay remote. Other Fordham students have returned to in-person classes. This field seminar is not in-person. What does field work for social work students look like exactly, for those of us who are less familiar? Well, so it's two years of field placement. Students are assigned to work for free, generally, unless it's a work-study opportunity for them, where they're working at the same, where they're doing their field placement at the same agency in which they work. But they basically work in an agency, they're assigned clients, and they kind of do the kind of work that a social worker in that particular agency would be doing if they were an employee. So the first semester, the first year is often not necessarily reflective of the student's particular interest. Students are assigned by the um, field placement office, and they do their field placement a certain number of hours per week. So they're not employees, but they're also expected to gain a certain amount of competence in several areas so that when they go to the next year, the second year of placement, 
they have an, a better understanding of what their responsibilities are and basically how to do the job of a more experienced social worker. So the second year placement often is reflective of their particular interest in whatever aspect of social work. They might like some students might be more involved in uh, administration. I have students who've been involved in work in agencies that do research. I've had students that work in agencies that are um, more psychodynamically and psychotherapeutically involved. Um, I have students that do community or in agencies that do more community oriented work. So it sort of runs a whole gamut of whatever social workers do. And there's an agency for it. That's what they will be doing. And they do that again for, um, I think now it's 21 hours a week. And then they come to the seminar to talk about what they're doing and complain too. For instance, if something is not going well, my responsibility is to make it go better for those students. Or if the student is not doing as well as they should, my responsibility is also to try to help that student improve their performance. Because if they don't do well, they don't graduate. So it's a very large component of social work study at, at any graduate social work school. It sounds like your job, I don't want to say like counseling, that doesn't sound like quite the right well, word, but sort of a mentoring role. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of helping them, guiding them through their placement. I mean, truth is, many students think that they'd like to be therapists, but they haven't had all that much experience. So sometimes when they come from an agency their first year where they've done, you know, they might have done intakes or, you know, mostly done uh, filled out forms or help people get entitlements. And then they're placed in their second year in a mental health clinic. They haven't had any experience doing mental health counseling at all. And while the agency is responsible for clearly guiding and helping the student master the kind of work the agency does, they don't sit with students and say, okay, now you see patient client X, you do this, you do this, you do this. They don't do that. It's kind of, here you go. And you're supposed to know or try to figure it out or learn through your other classes how to master the environment. It's sort of, um, I guess it's a, the seminar is a place for students to be honest about their own performance, complain about what they are having trouble with in their, you know, if they have trouble with the supervisor, if there isn't any supervision, if whatever it is, my role is to help make sure that they have the best experience they can have so that when they graduate, they're ready to go out and join their profession, you know, um, adequately. Um, cool. I was going <laughs> to be like, do you think Fordham values social work school? Um, that sounds um, a little intense, but if you would like to answer, okay. how do you think well, Fordham? I, I, I went there. I was a student. I oh graduated in 1997. Okay. I came back. I had several other careers before I went to social work school. So my experience at Fordham was absolutely wonderful. And I particularly loved my field seminar because I felt it was the place that, even though I, I love, I enjoyed my classes very much, but the seminar was the place you kind of connected all the dots. You did your field placement, 
then you had a chance to come and talk about your field placement here, how other students were faring in theirs, what were good about some placements, what were not good about others, and to get some support from the instructor or professor who was teaching the class, the seminar. It was, my, it was one of my favorite classes. I loved it. I really did. I got a lot out of it. So when I was invited to do the same thing, I thought, this is wonderful. I'll have a chance now to help shape, hopefully, somebody else's experience to make it the best it can be. And as a student myself, I had one year that was absolutely horrible, but I stuck it out and I learned a lot. And I also learned what I didn't want to do. And then my second year, which was absolutely super fabulous, wonderful, I ended up working there at the Legal Aid Society. So I was hired and it was the best social work job you could possibly imagine ever having, at least in my view. So the seminar was very important to me. Do I think Fordham values it? I think the sands are shift, shifting a little. And I think a lot of the field advisors feel the same way. I think Fordham has a commitment to social work school. It is probably the most diverse student population of all the schools at Fordham. Um, but I think, honestly, less is not better. 10 sessions was barely enough. Seven is definitely not enough. So I think over time, there's a certain shift in the expectation of students. And, you know, uh, I think the pandemic has demonstrated how important people's mental health is and how it affects every aspect of their life. So social work has become a lot more important in a way. And I think it should reflect, I think, that how students learn. Uh, sh that should be reflected in that, actually. And I'm sure I have a lot of company. I ask about Fordham's view of social work or your perceived view from Fordham of social work because one of the causes of the FFU was the disparity in oh, yeah. social work and other fields. Do you want to talk about that a little bit and also how sure. you got involved in the union? Sure. Well, it was an interesting thing. When the union first started in 2018, they asked people if they just like to show up at negotiations. I thought, well, this summer, I'll go once in a while. It'll be interesting to see. I've been in other unions before. I was in the teacher's union. I was an art therapist in two hospitals. We had a union, too. So I certainly had a lot of union, enough union experience to know that it was important. So I went. And the first meeting I went to, I found out that social work adjuncts like me or people who teach what I teach, we're not getting the same, going to get the same pay increases as the arts and sciences or the business school. And the business school is, I think, is a separate kind of um, entity altogether. But that really shocked me. <laughs> I was very surprised. And I think it sort of shocked everybody else too. But there was no way that it was going to change in that first contract because that was a very hard fought contract with the promise that parity for social work adjuncts would be a priority for this second contract, which was just signed not too long ago. And I also had an experience with a student 
and her field advisor with the union was extremely helpful to me. I had a student who was working on Staten Island. I had arranged to meet her and her field advisor at four o'clock on Staten Island at her placement. Her field advisor was not there at the appointed time. When we finally got in touch with each other, she was in traffic in Brooklyn and she didn't know when she would be coming back. And I said, well, I'll meet with this student anyway, because I'm here and then we can meet at another time. Fine. Next thing I know, there's a complaint lodged against me, but I never heard what the complaint was. I had no idea what the complaint was. I've been there a very long time. Nobody ever complained about anything. So I spoke to the union rep and they were extremely helpful. Meanwhile, the whole thing just sort of disappeared and nothing happened. And, but I thought when it came to when they asked me if I wanted to be involved in the executive committee, I said it was kind of, I owed them something because they were so helpful to me. So I thought, well, if I can help someone else, terrific. So that's how I sort of got involved. And You're on the executive committee of the FFU. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I have participated in the negotiations, yes. I've spoken sure. all that. Yeah, so I guess so. Like whatever the committee is that was doing the negotiating, I was involved in that. Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about that experience? Negotiating? Well, realizing that, of course, you know, when you have a lot of different schools and you have a lot of different interests, Obviously, you have to look at what is the most beneficial for the most people. It's clear. And I, what I found is that the commitment from the union, all the people at Fordham who were involved in the union, was definitely in favor of parity for the social work school. No doubt. I mean, it was a priority this time from the beginning from everyone involved in negotiating on the FFU side. And that was really very heartening, to tell you the truth, because the last time it was no one quite knew what to make of it. And you weren't going to scuttle a whole contract for so many people for just one group. And that made perfect sense. So making the commitment this time to social work was really wonderful. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out to be. I mean, we got an increase, yes, and everyone's very happy about that. It's not the same as everyone else because we still didn't start out at the same place. But it was a big, it was an improvement and certainly something we were happy about. So I think from the participation side, from the union perspective, it was a very positive experience. I think that the administration was, I, I think they have ideas that are different, very different from those of the union. And I think they had a rather dim view of the importance of social work, which struck many of us as unusual since as a Jesuit institution, social equity and social justice are the hallmarks of Jesuit teachings. So it was a little bit of a paradox. I can imagine, yeah. yeah. You, you briefly mentioned that you were in a union for the therapists. Yes, our therapists, yes. Yeah. I think with the pandemic and nurses' unions, and nurses have a very important role in our... Yes helping their patients. So it kind of puts them in odd place when they're also trying to advocate for their yes. rights as workers. 
I imagine teachers face something similar yes. with the groups of students. Absolutely. Can you can you talk on that a little bit coming from both having been in a union for therapists and also in this faculty union at Fordham? Well, they're very similar in that if you're in a helping profession, you know, a teacher, a nurse, a social worker, an art therapist, you know, a clinical person, you're, you're always thinking of your client patient first because that's what you go into this for. You go into it to do something other than just benefit yourself. You wanna help people help themselves and do better. That's the goal. It isn't antithetical for people who do that to want to get have a living wage. It isn't wrong to want to be paid well for doing good work. And interesting that, that you mentioned this because one of the comments at the beginning of negotiations what, that I went to was social workers don't really work for money. Well, they all have other practices. They don't need, but it's not true. I mean, or everyone takes care of other people. That's true, but it's not your full-time job. And it, is, it doesn't mean that if someone is working to help someone, that they also shouldn't be entitled to a salary for it. So in a way, trying to paint the desire to earn a decent salary for working in a helping profession is not ins insulting is not the right word. I, I'm trying to think of what the better word is. But it shouldn't be meaningless that people who do this kind of work also get paid. They're not doing it for the money because they're underpaid anyway, but they should get something that shows that it has value to other people. Absolutely. And if you need food to survive, like you, you need yeah, food to do social work. Adjunct, <laughs> right. I mean, a lot of the adjuncts have two, three, and four jobs to just have a decent income so they can pay their bills. That's one of the good things about a union is trying to educate people to understand that just because you do something good that benefits others, it doesn't mean that you don't have to eat or pay rent. Well put. All right, last question. Sure. Um, could you tell me about a story from your work life? Can be the job you have now, doesn't have to be good, bad, but something that stands out to you. Oh, I could, in a second. I was a, a supervising social worker at the Legal Aid Society of Juvenile Rights Practice. And one of the joys of that job, aside from the fact that everything was wonderful about the, the setting, the people, the children, even the families who didn't necessarily have a good experience taking care of their children. But one of the things that stands out for me is I had a uh, social worker that I supervised who later moved to Washington. She worked with immigrant children resettlement. She's done a lot of wonderful things. Uh, she had this idea that, and we noticed that making a lot of home visits, most children in foster care didn't have books at their, in their foster homes. So we started it was her idea. I just helped her make it happen. A program that is ongoing today, 17 or 20 years later, where every office has books. We In Manhattan, we had a whole book room. We had a person who 
manage the book room to get three books new to give to our clients. It was called Books for Kids. And he had an article about us in the New York Times. You were very proud of that. But making sure that children had books. We encouraged them to get library cards because reading is essential for educational success. And when you go into homes and you see that a lot of children didn't have books, didn't maybe necessarily go to the library, that they could go home with a book when they came to visit their lawyer or guardian or their social worker, or if the social worker went to their home, we brought books. So I think I'm, it's one of the things I'm proudest of, and that it's still ongoing in every legal aid, juvenile rights practice office, and there are five of them. That's pretty good. That's wonderful. Yeah, you have to start small, but it worked out to be really wonderful. All Who Labor is a member of the Labor Radio and Podcast Network. For more updates on this podcast, you can follow the show on Instagram at all.who.labor.pod or on Twitter at allwholabor. Subscribe for future episodes, and if you like what you've heard, leave a rating and review. Thanks for listening.